coming to you from the Deep South. This is the Blue Collar Leadership Podcast. High impact leadership is not reserved for leaders, and it has nothing to do with your position, title, or rank. However, it does have everything to do with your character. It's time to climb to the next level and beyond, personally and professionally. Now, let's start making it happen with your host, Max Story. I want to share a quick thought with you before we get started on today's episode. It's one thing to apply these leadership principles I'm always speaking about and talking about in the business world, but it's a whole different ball game with the people who you're closest to and most emotionally attached to. You're, especially, I'm talking about your family members, those who you live with and uh, or associate with on a regular basis. So, so I thought it'd be a good idea to give you a real life example of how these leadership principles apply in your personal life with your family and maybe your friends as well. So I hope you enjoy today's episode with with uh, my special guest, and it'll be a great lesson in how does this happen at home, how you make it, how you take leadership principles and apply them at home. And also reach out to me if you like this episode and you'd like to hear uh, me and Eric speak again on a different topic or other stories you may have read about in some of my books. Send me an email at Mac, M-A-C-K, at Mac, M-A-C-K, story, S-T-O-R-Y, dot com. Mac at MacStory.com. If you got something specific you'd like to hear uh, me and my son Eric talk about. Hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello, everyone. Thanks for stopping by the Blue Collar Leadership Podcast today. Uh, you know, a few weeks ago, I had on a, a special guest, my wife, Rhea, and uh, hope you enjoyed her podcast. If you haven't checked that one out, you may want to go back. It actually released back on uh, April the 3rd, and so... Uh, Today I got another special guest, another family member, and it's actually my son Eric. And uh, if you, if you've listened, you may you may know I have an episode uh, episode number twenty where I actually talked about where I lost my relationship with Eric for basically for four years from it, from the time he was age fifteen to nineteen. I had screwed up so bad as a dad that he didn't really want to have a relationship with me anymore. But I was I was able to fix that and and. Today is pretty cool. I'm going to introduce you guys to him. And what's cool about this episode is neither one of us have a, any idea what we're going to say. We're just doing it off the cuff, unscripted. Uh, we're going to talk about leadership stuff and transformation. And uh, so I'll go ahead and introduce you. So thanks for being on the show, Eric. Yeah, thanks for having me, Dad. We don't know what's going. We don't know what's about to happen, do we? No, not a clue. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing I want people to know, though, uh, you know, I always tell everybody, they've heard me enough say it, but I want everybody to know I'm bilingual. You know, I, I speak, not, not I don't speak English and, and, and Spanish, I speak English and country. So anybody listening to me, you guys have to figure out, Eric, Eric may be bilingual too, I don't know, you have to figure that out. But he, he grew up in Alabama and born in, in uh, Opelika, Alabama, right next door to Auburn. But you ain't living in Auburn anymore, are you, Eric? No, sir. I'm uh, currently living out in Tiburon, California. Made my way out to the West Coast. How'd you, where's, where's Tiburon at? 
Uh, so Tiburon, it's about uh, about ten minutes north of the Golden Gate Bridge, right above San Francisco. Just kind of across the bay, get on the bridge, cross over, and then you over there on the other side of the bay. Over the, you ain't too far from San Quentin Prison, are you? Uh, no, I'm not very far at all. Right over the hill, actually. <laughs> okay. So how'd you get, how'd you get from Auburn to basically the San Francisco Bay Area? How'd, how'd, what caused you to make that leap? Uh, well, um, I mean, it was, it was a, a combination of, of a lot of different things in life, uh, I guess. Um, you know, I mean, I don't know exactly how, you know, how far back you want me to go, but, you know, I mean, started out when I was, you know, 19 and, you know, dropped out of college to start, you know, took a week-to-week performance-based contract, uh, working with a manufacturing company, doing lean manufacturing consulting and, you know, turned into let, leadership development. Yeah, let me, let me jump in right there and interrupt you. And we're going we're gonna to lead this thing back to California. But you just, you just said something pretty neat that that's really a key point is when you when you dropped out of community college right that's what you you were saying so that's when yep. you were about 19 yes and and like I was telling everyone on this listening from age 15 to 19 you and I didn't even really have a relationship it was almost non-existent is that the way you saw it uh yeah that's the way I remember it so so tell me and whoever's listening, what, what did I do? Because the reason I want people to know I'm, I'm doing this episode with you is I want them to know the impact personal growth and development can have on them, their relationships with their family, their children, their spouses, their their extended families, or you know if they have an ex-spouse and that side of the family, there's a lot of stuff going on out there, and that's what was going on. Your mother and I had been divorced since you were about five, six years old, and and uh, so you were living a week with me, a week with her. You were coming back and forth at age, you know, basically from five or six up to 15. But 15, you realized you had an option. You, did, you didn't have to come around me any longer, did you? Uh, no. <laughs> I figured that out the hard way, but, uh, yeah. I mean, well, what, what, what was it about me that, as a parent, what was it that made you, you just didn't like me anymore? Yeah, well, um, yeah, I mean, I guess what it what it came down to is, you know, growing up as, you know, having a Marine for a father. Um, you know, I mean, <laughs> that didn't help. <laughs> no, no, you know, that didn't help too much, but it was, you know, I mean, he did teach me some good lessons as a, as a, you know, as a young kid, you know, like, you know, to always be aware of your surroundings and, you know, never let anybody, you know, control you, you know, and always, you know, I mean, you know, maybe trust but verify you know like always you know listen to what people say but you know never you know accept it as truth until you verify it yourself you know stuff like that things that you know major kind of principles that come to mind um that i remember you know learning as a as a young kid you know three four five six years old but you know as i grew into a teenager uh you know you mean you taught me very well as far as how to see the stuff but um you know, you started, started, I guess, trying to control me, you know, from my perspective. Um, you know, and you started kind of getting, you know, upset anytime that you couldn't. And you were kind of being, you know, a little more reactive, which I was, I was being reactive as well. But, 
you know, I didn't want to be controlled. I wanted to, you know, become who I wanted to become, and it seemed like you were trying to, you know, steer me down a, you know, a path that you would say that you wanted, you know, you wanted me to become whatever I wanted to become, but it seemed more like, uh, you know, that seemed, seemed more, more like you were, you know, wanting me to become the version of me that you saw in your head that makes sense I'm not exactly saying yep. that it's not coming out as smooth as I would like to yeah I wanted you to be who I wanted you to be right I mean you trying to be who yeah. you wanted to be and I was trying to get you to be who I wanted you to be yeah but then and, at the same time you were telling me you know that you wanted me to be whoever I wanted to be but you know <laughs> what you were doing was you know saying you know your actions were saying otherwise you're exactly right and that's what a that's what a lot of parents do and a lot of folks listening out there if you remember back when you were a teenager eric's not a teenager anymore he's he's uh as we recording this episode he's about to turn 29 in a few days so by the time you hear that he's done crossed over the mark and he, he's 29 so we've been we've rebuilt our relationship it's been going now for 10 years because that started back when he was 19 but there's a lot of us out there who can look back when we were a teenager and understand how our parents were trying to shape us and what Eric just said was powerful he said I'm teaching him to become his own person and encouraging him to become his own person while I was literally trying to shape him and mold him into exactly what I wanted to be that doesn't even make sense when you actually slow down and listen to it but that was the perspective that he had I'm telling him to do one thing and he's trying to do it and then I'm trying to force him to be this little person, this young person that, that I wanted him to be. And how did that work out for me? It caused him to stop wanting to be around me 100%. So it, from 15 to 19, I didn't have very much influence with you, did I, Eric? Uh, nope. I mean, kind of came to a, you know, a boiling point. Not exactly sure. You know, I can't exactly remember when, when what situation it was when I left, but it could have been. <laughs> uh, it was the one with the. Uh, you stole my car. Yep. Yeah, you stole my car. Yeah, we car had already been having some stuff. Yeah, because I was texting. I was texting in my car on the drive home from the beach. <laughs> yep, we had went down to the <laughs> beach. You, you, yep, you yep, drove was, your own, that was, own car. Yeah, that was, uh, that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Yep, and even then we didn't really have a relationship because you were 16 then, but but we were still trying but there really was no relationship right there i mean you probably was only with us because we were going to the beach and you wanted to go to the beach and we had a place for you to stay that's probably the really only reason you agree yeah it was for my, it was for my birthday yeah yep and we were still trying to hang on but when we really lost the relationship was when you when you took your mom's car at 15 out of the garage and then i sold your truck that i had bought for you to get at 16. that was like <laughs> That was the real deal right there. And, and the folks who are listening, a, a lot of the stuff that you and I are talking about right now, I write about it in my book, Defining Influence, Increasing Your increasing your Influence Increases Your Options. So if you, if you want to read about a lot of these things where I got it wrong and how I later learned to fix it and, and me t- talking about and teaching about it from a leadership and personal growth perspective and, and really breaking it down, be sure to check out Defining Influence. But, but it was it was when I... I sold your truck. I went and traded it 
sold it, got me a Corvette Z06. <laughs> yep, I remember that. Because <laughs> I, I wanted to make a point that I was done. And, and yep, really, did. The, 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 <laughs> the point that you're right, the point you saw that I was done is I was done being your parrot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that, and that's, that's when it ended. So, so let's fast forward through this a little bit. So from 15 to 19, you know, that's when it all, everything just pretty much ended from, from when you was age 15. But when you were 17, and you didn't know all this was happening, it was just happening. We didn't have a relationship. But you know it now because, you know, you know the story. But when, when Eric was 17, it's when I discovered, discovered leadership, development, personal growth through the form of a one-hour audio highlight of the seven habits of highly effective people. And so when I discovered that, I started changing it and applying it in my life to, to get, just to get better. I just saw it made a lot of sense and I wanted to get better. I wanted to make more money. I wanted to do a better job in my consulting business and I was just trying to get better. But at the same time, again, Eric and I hadn't had a relationship for two years at that point and we still would not have a relationship for two more years. But during those two years that I was reading and growing and getting better and applying this stuff, my mother, Eric calls her nanny, my mother was talking to you. You remember all those times, Eric? You know, every now and then you talk to her and she was telling you that I was changing or getting better or different. Do you remember any of those conversations? Uh, I don't remember any, you know, particular conversation, um, you know, but I mean, I definitely remember talking to her and, you know, and she would kind of give me updates, and I'm, you know, I didn't really care, uh, you know, but you're right. But I do. I mean, yeah, I mean, I remember. But something when you got 19, and you this is where we're going to join back what you said a minute ago. When you were 19, you were in community college. You were basically changing tires for your step grandfather at his little tire store in the middle of nowhere, Alabama, and uh, yeah. you were going to you were paying for all your. You know, your vehicle, your gas, your insurance, you was paying for everything and you was doing that job to make money and you were in community college. But something caused you to call me. I remember I was in Dallas, Texas. It was in the evening and we hadn't really had a relationship for four years. And you called me and we talked for about two hours. Mainly you talked because I was better at listening then, so that was what I was trying to do. Do you yeah. remember what even caused you to even want to call me in the first place? Well, I mean, it was about to be a major, uh, you know, a major change I was about to make in my life. And, you know, I mean, it was kind of a, a low point because, I mean, I was, I just, I went to my, you know, my chemistry class in, uh, in that community college and I had never taken chemistry before. And the, uh, he said, okay, guys, we're going to operate under the assumption that you've already taken a prerequisite chemistry chemistry class and then he started you know talking in a language I had never heard for about an hour and a half and at that point I decided that I was done with college <laughs> so uh <laughs> so uh so yeah so I, I mean I left you know and then I don't remember if it was that exact day you know or maybe a few days later but yeah I mean I just you know I was about to make a I mean a life-changing you know decision and and I just I just wanted to you know call and talk it out and try to, you know, I mean, see if, see if you might have anything to help me. Yeah. 
how long you know we talked for two hours that night but the main reason is you know it's what i teach people is because i had learned actually about the, the fifth habit of the seven habits which is seek first to understand then be understood so i was doing two years of me learning and applying and teaching that i was really trying to do that when you called i'm like i got to get this right i got to seek first to understand don't be giving him advice but normally the i teach this for when i'm speaking on stage i tell people the old back when eric would have called called me and told me he was about to drop out of community college and, and you know lose lose the class that he'd already paid to be in and and, and basically get a failing grade or whatever whatever happens when you drop out normally i would have said man you you can you can make it you're smart and he is smart and he could have made it but that ain't what i said and that wouldn't even have been bad advice except for one problem is if somebody wants your advice eric if somebody wants your advice eric what do you think they'll do they'll ask you for it they'll ask and, and he did want my advice but he wasn't asking for it when he first called that's the key point that's the thing that i got right normally in the old days I would have heard him talk just for a minute or two, and I'd figured out, you know, he's, he was calling me talking about dropping out of school, and I would have went straight into giving him advice. It would have been what I just said, you know, stay in school, even if you make a D, finish the class, pass the class, get your credit, and then you can figure out what you're going to do so you don't waste your money, that sort of stuff. And But I didn't do that. I just listened, listened to him talk, and that conversation led to you being interested in coming to work with me and I was doing lean manufacturing process improvement that that's what it ended up you kind of decided you wanted to join me right yeah yeah I mean originally I was just you know I mean I was just calling you to I mean to tell you that I was done with college you know so I mean yeah I guess I wasn't necessarily calling you for advice at the exact you know when I when I pressed send on the phone um but yeah I mean through like you, you basically got to the, to the root of, the, I mean, to the root of the problem, you know, through all of that, you know, listening to me, just, you know, talk through all that stuff. And then, um, I kind of lost my train of thought there. Well, that's, that's where, I mean, the point you were making is we got to that point because I did listen, 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 listen. And I didn't give it any advice unless you actually asked me a question. And then when you gave me a ask me a question i would answer that question and then i would go back to listen 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 that's what a lot of people they miss they think well, as soon as he asked me a question it opens up the floodgate and i can just go give all the advice i want to give but that's not the way habit five works not not in-depth you know empathic listening that's a completely different level what you just said was you just called basically to tell me you were about to, to drop out and, and i guess because my mother had been talking to you you felt comfortable enough to to call me and that's what happened and then because i got it right habit five is a tremendous habit it gets people talking at a level they don't even understand they want to talk about anybody who knows about empathic listening knows what i'm talking about but it allows people to open up it gives them psychological air to breathe and they just start going down a path they didn't even intend to go down and that's what was happening with eric that day i knew what was happening Eric was just doing it because he had never heard this stuff. All he knew was, was dad's listening. And so he talked and he talked and he talked. And then somehow by the end of it, we got to, you want to you come do what I'm doing? And the thing that everybody needs to know is what I was doing, I had worked 20 years to do. I had been in manufacturing for 20 years. And 
and I had learned a lot. I had a lot of experience. Eric had no experience doing anything like that. And he's telling me he wanted to come do that. But what I knew was all he had to do was be able to lead people. If he could lead people, he could do what I was doing. And so what I told what I told him was, I got some books. You got to start reading these books. You remember that, Eric? Yep. Uh, yep. Well, I remember. Uh, yeah, for my. Yeah, I mean, well, well, I mean, kind of what really you know got me interested in you know in leadership originally. I mean, it's you know it's kind of a funny story, but it's I mean it's kind of what you know led to the rekindling of our relationship, but. Um, pretty sure you remember this one but uh for my 19th birthday right uh you took me down to uh like was like a two-hour drive down to uh down to some you know some big store to buy me some cowboy boots you remember that oh i had forgot that story <laughs> i do yeah go ahead and tell me i have forgot that story that's a missing piece of the puzzle tell, yeah, tell me that version of your your story i do remember that now yeah, I mean that's this. This is what kind of you know. I mean, this is what led to the re. I mean, this is what sparked the everything. You know, I mean, so this, the entire. This is ten years ago, almost. This is almost ten years ago because your birthday, April seventh. Yeah. So, yeah, be a decade in like just a week or two. Um, so we had yeah. that phone call, and then somehow we got together after that, which was probably, probably I said, hey, come. Come see me, and we go get some boots or something for your birthday. You tell me, tell me. Yeah, you know more so about it than I do. Yeah, you were trying to use that as an excuse to to get me in the car to see me because <laughs> uh, we we hadn't been talking for four years. And uh, yeah, so yeah, so you got yeah, so you you called me up and you know said you know that you'd take me down and get me some boots for my birthday, and you know there's this big boot factory down like two hours away, so we went four hour uh, round trip. Yeah, yeah. So, so we, you know, hit the road and that, and you know, and I'm like looking out the window, and you know, I mean, I don't, you know, I'm just, I'm in there just to, you know, get my boots, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, and then so I'm just, you know, just dealing with the ride, and then you know, you're trying to talk and all this stuff, and you know, it's not really going anywhere, and then, uh, and then you decided to put on that little one-hour audio that uh seven habits of highly effective people and said you just wanted me to listen to it and you know i just like, decided oh, well. to you think that's how it works <laughs> yeah 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 sure it wasn't pre-planned <laughs> at all uh, yeah um so so yeah so you turned it on you know and again i just i remember putting my head out the window just you know just trying not to even listen because like what in the world is my dad trying to get me to listen to you know but then you know i mean over over the course of you know 10 20 30 minutes as you know as the recording went along i mean it just you know it just made too much sense i mean <laughs> i didn't want to you know but i mean it made so much sense and but i had to you know start listening to it and then we started you know talking about it and you know and then we went down and of course got my boot got what i was there for and then we got back in the car and you know when we started talking about it again and you know and and that you know, just on the ride back, that really, and it really completely changed my, you know, my way of thinking. Um, you know, completely changed my paradigm on, you know, life. And and I found out, you know, I found out what it meant, what it meant to be reactive, you know, and proactive, you know. And that's kind of where it, you know, where it all starts. 
you know, with the, I mean, especially, you know, from your perspective as a parent, you know, I mean, it all starts with, you know, being able to be proactive, you know, I mean, you're pretty much reactive to me, you know, I mean, for your, you know, you you might be proactive with, you know, anybody at work or, you know, or, or anybody in your, you know, anybody else in your personal life or your business life, but, you know, I mean, with family, these things are always the toughest because we have, you know, so much emotional attachment to, you know, to the, to our family members. Um, yep. T- tell anybody listening right quick. They've heard me say it if they've been listening long enough, my way or whatever, but put it in your words and anybody who's listening, maybe they don't know, understand really. They kind of understand reactive and proactive, but tell them, tell them what that means when you're saying that. Yeah. So, I mean, when you're being reactive, I mean, that basically means that, you know, you're reacting based on your feeling, you know, how you feel at the time, you know, somebody made you upset, right? And they, they're the ones that caused you to be upset, right? So you just like, let's say, you know, somebody, you know, you're walking in a, you know, supermarket and, you know, somebody, you know, just bumps you in the shoulder, you know, on purpose, right? And that makes you mad. And so you just immediately, you know, yell out at them or push them back or, you know, something like that right where uh if you're being proactive you know you react to any given situation based on your value you know in life in five facets of life right your mental physical your social slash emotional your relationships and your finances so the only way to be proactive is to define what you value you know in each of those five facets of life so you know, if you have those, you know, clearly defined, you know, and delegated to your subconscious mind, then, you know, that allows you to actually, you know, step back and think about your values. What do you value in the situation? You know, am I with my kids? You know, do I need to get in an altercation with some, you know, with somebody in a supermarket? Right. So you may, you know, let it go and then, you know, you don't have any issues where if you had decided to be reactive in that situation, you know, I mean, you don't necessarily know, you know, what's going to come of it, and it could, you know, damage some things that you value. Um, so, I mean, that's, you know, just a kind of a small example. Yeah. Um, so, of the difference. so, yeah, so what you're saying right there, you know, you described that, you're talking about me playing that one-hour audio and the seven habits, and that's just a highlight for anybody listening, the one-hour audio that I was playing. But it was, it was what I had discovered myself two years before that that really caused me to change you know my books now i write about all those principles and a bunch more in my books but what eric's saying and i put that one hour audio in there i wanted him to learn what i was learning but also i wanted him to see what was causing me to change and that's really what you kind of describe it i think that's where you're kind of getting at is you started understanding you was learning it for yourself but at the same time we started being able to have a conversation because I was talking about that I had learned that and you was realizing that maybe maybe I did or maybe you were hoping I did get back into that conversation yeah well I mean yeah um I mean well really I mean when I first heard it yeah I mean immediately right I mean my brain just goes to all the ways that this could have helped me you know in all my you know all the situations you know all my past experiences you know but then the fact that you know that you that you you know somehow found that and you had listened to it you know and you you gave that to me you know you you I mean you you know opened my eyes to that 
you know, that must have meant that you were trying to change, you know, because all of that stuff in there made sense. You know, and then yeah. just the fact that we started, you know, talking about all that, you know, I mean, it's like instantly, you know, the energy just picks up and I mean, you know, I mean, you're, I mean, you're making new connections. You're, you're starting to, you know, I mean, you're starting to understand more about life literally and why we were acting the way that, you know, we were acting for the last four years or, you know, however long, you know, our entire lives, <laughs> um, yeah. you know, but I mean, yeah. just important principles, you know, of life and just the fact that we both, you know, understand them and we were both able to understand why we were acting the way that we were acting before just the fact that we could understand all of that allowed us to get past it, right? It allowed us to move forward past that. And the more we grew, you know, you know, fast forward here, you know, over almost 10 years now, you know, I mean, our relationship is better than ever, you know, and it's, I mean, I completely attribute it, you know, to, you know, our leadership growth, you know, and development as, you know, as people, you know, and, um, I mean, but it all, it all sparked, you know, right there on, in that car ride. Um, you know, that's, that's for sure. Yeah, that's, you brought up some good points. And, you know, for anyone listening, just last week, you and I talked three or four hours on three or four different times. And for me, I didn't go to sleep till like 3.30 in the morning. It's 12.30 your time. But we, we had several three-plus conversations last week, three-plus hour conversations. I mean, we... We have come a long way in 10 years, and a lot of times, we got to get into details, but a lot of times, you and I talk about stuff we completely disagree on, but we enjoy the conversation, <laughs> but it's because we understand this stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you understand different people's perspectives, and I mean, as long as, you know, as long as, as long as both parties, you know, are, are you know, are into, you know, growth and personal development and value you know, uh, other people's opinions and perspectives, then, I mean, you can really have conversations about, you know, anything with anybody. So, and, and that's a key point. It allowed us to have a lot more conversations. I mean, that's how we started getting back close again. But I guarantee you, and you know this, probably just as much as I know it, if I would never have discovered that stuff, which is all this leadership development, personal growth that I write about and speak about all over the place. If I would never have discovered it, and you would have never had discovered it, we we still wouldn't be talking today. Uh, what do you think? No, yeah. <laughs> uh, life with life would be way different. Yeah, I mean it's yeah we I don't think that we would have been talking because I mean, I mean you know it wasn't getting better; was, it was getting worse. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, I, there was a time where I told you I'll talk to you in 20 years. <laughs> yep. You know, like, you know, like that, you know, I mean, that's, that's the point, you know, that we were at. I mean, like I said, I think I mentioned it earlier, you know, but I mean, that, I mean, it completely changed the entire trajectory of, you know, our, my life, your life. I mean, you know, I mean, our entire family tree, really, you know, I mean, as far as, <laughs> You know, if you want to think out that far, I mean, it's going to completely, it's going to have a huge impact on, you know, our family for generations to come. And, and look you know back I mean? here, Eric. Oh, go ahead. I thought you were done. Go no, ahead. No, no. Go ahead. So, so we talked about what would have happened if I wouldn't have learned it and you wouldn't have ever learned it because at least somebody, at least one person's got to learn it 
for there even to be any chance. So two people who don't understand this stuff are far apart. But you get two who truly understand it, then you can get really close together. But Eric, how do you think our life, if I would have known this stuff when I was young, before you were born, or while you were four, five, or six years old, we probably would never would have had a ruptured relationship. Could you see that as well? Oh, yeah. Yeah, certainly. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, without a doubt. I mean, it's just night and day. You know, I mean, it's hard to even try to, you know, put into a short description, you know, how things would have been different. But, I mean, just, I mean, your entire way of thinking would have been completely opposite. You know, which I mean, not that, you know, I definitely don't regret anything that, you know, happened, you know, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm definitely glad that everything happened the way that it did, <laughs> you know, but yeah, I mean, if you had to do it over again as a parent, you would definitely much rather would have known, you know, you'd much rather have known all of, you know, all of the stuff yeah. you know now than to not have known it. It'd be completely different. So. So now we're going to kind of fast forward it up. We 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 got maybe 10, 15 minutes somewhere in there left, maybe a little longer. But so we went, got your boots. I put that Seven Habits One Hour Audio Leadership uh, CD in the in the stereo. And you know, for anyone listening, if you if you like my podcast, you listen to some of these episodes. It could be this episode right here. You may need to. You may need to get better before you have some of those conversations with with whoever it is you're trying to rebuild a relationship. But it could be with with, a, with one of your children. You may have been listening to my stuff, reading my books, reading other people's books, listening to other podcasts, and you still may not have the relationship you want. You may be able to use this audio right here to to go and reconnect. But what I told Eric after that, we got reconnected during that that car ride i had forgot all about that i don't think i've ever written about that or talked about it because i had really forgotten it all i knew is the next part i'm about to say it and that's when i told you or or we decided you wanted to come work with me and i thought you know, i had a lot of influence as a consultant i knew you could come work with me but not really with me i had to get you in there to work by yourself to actually add value they didn't want to pay you to follow me around and so i told you you got to start reading all these books i've been reading that was some point after that, right? Yep. Yeah, I mean, that was probably right about, a, I mean, just, you know, within a, I mean, within a few weeks, you know, after that, yep. for sure. Like it, I said, I mean, that it went fast. Re- yeah, yeah, everything moved pretty fast um, there. Yeah, and, I mean, of course, you know, the, the one book I had to, like, master, and, you know, and basically before I started that was The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, which I was definitely wanted to read you know at that point um <laughs> you know after a big book. Up. yeah for sure it's, it's kind of thick and but you were interested in it because of that one hour audio yeah and you know and of course i mean and then that that book gave me the opportunity to change you know i mean to change my life and it you know i mean it it complete you know and that's what i i saw i saw that as an opportunity you know to change my life you know by learning those principles, you know, and applying them and then, I mean, and then ultimately teaching them, you know, to others. I mean, that's what allowed me to be successful, you know, when I went in in those first, you know, few weeks and months when, you know, I was on a week-to-week performance-based contract and I had to drop out of school and quit my job and, you know, I mean, that's just that's a big risk for, you know, a 19-year-old that's going to do something, 
you know, that most people do, I guess, when they're retired. Um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah. That, that definitely prepare. I mean, that the seven habits is what, you know, really prepared me for that. And then, of course, you know, I kept, you know, reading and growing and, you know, teaching classes and stuff once, once I got, you know, once I got my feet on the ground and, you know, got an actual, like, yearly contract with them. Yep. So, so what Eric's talking about is, I got him in. I got him a contract. We actually did have it for the seven habits. Win-win, no deal. And he got to come in, and I could I could stop him from working, or he could stop working, or the owners of this company could stop him from working. Any of us three could stop it if none of us liked it, because we were doing win-win, no deal, which is a part of habit four. And I'm gonna tell you, a lot of people hear me talk about the seven habits. They go get that book, and they never read that book because it's a big old thick book, and it makes you give you a headache. I mean. Probably if I'd have been introduced to the book instead of the one-hour audio, I may not have ever read it. I might have needed the one-hour audio. But I take all those principles, and I put them in my books in little bite-sized pieces so that you can read my books and, and get the same learning, the same principles without making your head hurt. But if you're up for the challenge, I highly recommend you to go read The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. But Eric come in. I'm going to fast-forward him right quick. But he come in. He only worked with me for three weeks. Again, I had did, done, I had worked 20 years to be able to do what I was doing, and Eric only come shadowed me basically for three weeks, and I gave him some PowerPoints, and he started leading process improvement, lean manufacturing events as a consultant at age 19 with zero experience. But what was it, Eric? And, and we ain't going to get too deep into that, but we could have a whole other show on that. We might do it next year. I'm going to be talking about change and someone will be talking about Kaizen and Lean. We maybe do some more episodes together, but real quick, I want to tell everybody, I teach this and I write about it in my books. And the principle is that I teach is it's not about me, but it starts with me. And the reason I'm telling you that right now is everything we're about to talk about kind of condense it up about Eric and his journey that's not me that's him but it started with me because somebody introduced me to that one hour audio and I listened to it and I got value out of it and then I went and shared it with him it's just like I tell my listeners it's not about me but it started with me if I hadn't worked on me and developed me I couldn't be talking to you today we couldn't be doing this podcast Eric and I wouldn't even have a relationship but how how was you able to go in just a couple of minutes what was it that allowed you to be successful being a lean consultant teaching process improvement and you had never done any of that stuff I mean I mean it's repeat the question one more time how are you able to be successful leading as a facilitator and as a consultant leading these process improvement teams when you didn't really know about you had no idea about the the competency side of all of that what was it that actually allowed you to be highly effective because you were successful right off the bat first time you did one yeah I mean it I mean really what I mean what what allowed me to be successful is is I mean following these I mean leadership principles you know I mean almost like a bible You know, I mean, exactly. like, I mean, you have, you have to have a, you know, you have to have an unwavering, you know, belief in the in the principles, because I mean, they're principles of life. You know, I mean, are what leadership principles really are. You know, I mean, because I mean, 
they're just, you know, I mean, yeah, all the people, you know, all the people that I was, you know, training or leading, you know, they were anywhere from, you know, my age, 19, 20 to, you know, 60, 65 years old. You know, some of these people have, you know, been working in these, you know, manufacturing plants longer than I've been on this planet, you know, but I mean, it, you know, they're just people, you know, and I mean, and I feel like everybody gravitates toward, you know, these, these principles. Um, so, you know, I mean, it's really just, I mean, learning, learning, teaching, you know, and apply, I mean, applying these principles is, is really, I mean, the key to everything, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I played sports growing up, right, so, I mean, I was, you know, football, basketball, you know, ran track, played baseball for a while, you know, so, I mean, you know, after, after a while, you know, it's pretty good in those sports, you, I mean, you kind of naturally become a leader, and, you know, I mean, I feel like I do have some, you know, natural abilities, but, I mean, the only way, the only thing that made me successful in that particular role was understanding and believing in, you know, those leadership principles. Started off, you know, with the seven habits and then, you know, moving on into some of John C. Maxwell's, you know, books, five levels of leadership and, you know, the 21 irrefutable laws of leadership, you know, the 17, uh, what is it, 17 indispensable, indispensable. Beautiful laws of teamwork. I can't believe I'm butchering that one. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah. But, yeah. And I mean, it's like those are, you know, those are just some of the, you know, foundational, you know, books where, I mean, those, you know, seven habits and, you know, seven, uh, 21 laws and, you know, I mean, those, I mean, I treated those like laws, and, you know, and like habits. And I wanted to make those my habits because that's what a highly effective person is. That's what a good leader is. So, you know, I mean, I just, I mean, I just wanted to emulate, you know, what's what's in those books, you know. I mean, I just wanted to reproduce that. You know, I wanted to embody those principles, I, I guess is the best way to say it. Yep, and that's exactly, and, and so did I. The only difference was I had 20 years of experience to stack mine on. You had no years of work experience when you got started, but you got amazing results. And you got the yep, same so type of results that I was getting. Yep. So, I mean, I would also, I mean, you have to be, you know, very open-minded, <laughs> you know, because, I mean, obviously I had no idea, you know, of, I mean, I'd never really even, you know, been in a manufacturing. I mean, I've toured maybe one or two manufacturing plants, you know. One you just, that means you just walked through it, though, down the aisle as a teenager. Yeah, I mean, I, don't, I didn't know anything about that, right? So, I mean, it's got to, I mean, you just have to have a, I mean, you have to have a huge willingness to, to learn, you know, and I mean, and take risks, you know, and I mean, that's one thing too, is, you know, I always, you know, I mean, the word, you know, failure is not in my vocabulary, you know, you either, you know, you either win or you learn. Yep. Right. So, I mean, if you, if you just like celebrate mistakes, right. And then you so like, if I, every time I make a mistake, I just try to make sure that I understand why I made that mistake. And then try to make sure that that never happens again. So, if that's the case, then you know, then I mean, I actually, you know, I don't get upset with myself if I, you know, make a mistake or, you know, if I do something that most people would see as failure. It's like I just learned, you know, a way not to do it. You know, so that's just that just keeps helping me, you know, move move forward and learn and grow. You know, I mean, because it's hard to grow if you, you know, if you feel like a failure and you feel like you can't, you know, do anything. Yep. So, so I'm going to have to close it up. We ain't got just a few more minutes here. But 
one thing that the things that Eric knew, if if you don't want to read all these big old thick books, I'm telling you right now, my book Blue Collar Leadership and my book Blue Collar Leadership and Supervision, those two books, those are two books. Each one of them's 30 chapters, three pages per chapter, but they're full of principles. And if you want to learn what I, what actually Eric did. He learned a lot more than that. But if you go learn what's in those two books, that's literally all he did. And you've had three three careers, three completely different careers. Real quick, Eric, what's the three things you've done? Uh, so you Four things, maybe. Yep, so I did the lean manufacturing, leadership development training, uh, consulting. I did, uh, I did, I tried, you know, I tried out you know, car sales for, you know, six, eight months. Um, and then I uh, went to, did a, insurance and retirement uh sales for about yep. three years and then uh now out here in california i sell custom windows and doors uh you know in-home consultations yep and you've been financially you've been very successful without a college degree since you've been 19 right yes sir yep and, uh, you, you don't people, need one you know, yeah people ask me all the time out here you know when they kind of hear my story when I'm in their homes and, you know, just uh, having conversations with, with people. You know, they a lot of times people ask me, you know, well, oh, do you ever, you know, have you ever thought about going back to college or you should go get your degree, you know? And I mean, my answer every time is, no, I don't have any, you know, I don't have any aspiration to go do that because, I mean, I learn and grow, you know, every single day. I mean, and I mean, I'm not, you know, I mean, I have, true wealth which is the ability to produce wealth you know and that, that all comes from you know the leadership you know development and just personal growth and you know if you just you just keep you know if you just keep growing and expanding your mind and you know your abilities then I mean good thing good things will come you know I mean that's just you kind of have to what what you used to call it you have to jump off the cliff and grow your wings on the way down <laughs> yeah that's what that's what they say and i mean you've been you you've been tremendously financial financially yeah, I mean, well yeah. off yeah I mean, but we ain't got but a couple of minutes eric okay but we got we got to stop you you tearing it up right now but that's that's how you got back out to california the long story right there but what i want everybody listening to know is I just got exposed to this and it made sense. And I, then I got better. I started applying it. Then I introduced it to Eric. Made sense to him. We both were able to rebuild our relationship. So my main message for this whole episode is, if, you know, if you if you buy into this stuff, introduce it to your family. Do book studies. My little books are perfect for book studies with your family, especially if they're teenagers. But Eric, I want to got to give me a one minute or, or less answer or just a maybe even a, a quick quicker answer but i'm gonna put you on the spot right here at the end before we wrap it up what what's the what what has changed most about me as your parent the thing that mattered most to you about me what did i change the most um so what did you change the most? i mean it's it's, t- it's tough to put in a you know you know in a short few sentences but um, I mean, really, I mean, I would say like em- empathy, you know, would be the, you know, the biggest thing, you know, that is, that, that, that I've noticed, you know, is that, 
Because I mean, it's that it's that so hard, man. It's the, it's, I mean, it's the, it's just that it's just a change in in your in your paradigm. It's a change. It's a change in the way that you you know you you look at at the world. You know, I mean, it's when you value. I feel like you value my relationship more than anything now, right? Whereas before, I feel like you know, I mean, you valued me becoming successful. Whereas, like now, yeah. I feel like you like value, you know, me, you know, no, no matter what, and it's like you know, not really gonna have an effect on your life, whether or not you know, I'm have a college degree, whether or not I'm, you know, you know, su- successful in you know whatever different type of way. Like, that, does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, that's a real, real. Yeah, that's hard a good answer. That's a, a good answer. Minute. I switched from value and control. To, to, to value in our, our relationship that, that's a yeah, paradigm shift I, I, I gotta I gotta cut it off though <laughs> okay okay we we gotta run out of time I mean we're about to we are gonna run out of time and I got a limit on this podcast can't be but a certain length or it won't work we have to do this thing all over again so okay. any, anybody listening share this with your with your spouse with your children but it's been uh, it's been a privilege Eric to have you on here sharing and we, we could we could talk a long time. I'll get you back on here later for sure. It's been been really good. So thank you for being on the podcast. Yep. Thanks for having me. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, man. All right, everyone. Hope you enjoyed it. Got some value out of it. Talk to you next time. Make it happen or someone else will. It might as well be you. Are you serious about taking your career and your life to the next level and beyond? Check out Max Story's Blue Collar Leadership Series books and others, now available on audio, along with paperback and ebooks at Amazon, iTunes, and Audible. Please visit bluecollarleadership.com to learn about Max books, programs, special offers, certifications, and more. Thank you for listening to the Blue Collar Leadership Podcast.